BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. No look low to Yo. Yo throws it down again. Two-hand hammer for Yo. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's your host, Ben Bagley. Good evening, BYU basketball fans, and welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire, America's neighborhood tire store. I'm Ben Bagley. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in the Northwest facing the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs. Just 23 days ago, these same two teams met at the Marriott Center in a game that saw the Bulldogs blow out the Cougars by 30, 93-63. Brandon Clark and Ruri Hachimura both scored 20 or more points for the Zags in the game, while the Cougars were led by T.J. Haas, who had 16 points in the loss. Since that game, the two teams, well, they both did pretty well since that loss. The Zags have continued to roll over WCC teams, winning three of their six games since the win over BYU by 25 points or more, including a 94-46 demolishing of St. Mary's. The Cougars rebounded from the defeat and won five straight before seeing that streak end on Thursday to USF after giving up a lead late in the game. Dave Rose said after the game that his team was going to have to find a way to get over the sting of that loss with a quick turnaround to face the Zags. I got a chance to sit down with assistant coach Lee Kamard yesterday, and that's where we start our conversation. All right, Lee, tough loss last night. Dave Rose said after the game that that one stung a little bit. He also said that it's important for the team to get over it because you got a game come up on Saturday. But I want to take you back inside the locker room, take the listeners back inside the locker room. After the game last night, what was said and who said it? I think that stung is a good word. You know, um, everybody in that locker room was disappointed with with the outcome one, but just kind of how we played down the stretch and how we coached down the stretch. Um, but, you know, it, it was pretty quiet. Coach was the only one that spoke, you know, until he, uh, you know, until we got our hands in the middle and, you know, stayed together. But uh, I think that we're all, uh, it's probably easier said than done, but looking forward to moving on. But it's still, still with us a little today. As a player, you experience situations like that. You have a lead in late, you feel like you got the game in hand, all of a sudden it slips away and you got another big game coming. How much different is it as a coach now when you're, you're adjusting to a situation like this? And, and what's the key in getting over something like that? Uh, from a coach's standpoint, it's tough because I, I think you feel it um, as much or maybe more than as a player. Um, but you can't, you can't let the disappointment and the... Uh, you you, you got to portray a more positive approach than the way you feel right um i think but but i think our guy i mean just talking with them today and they've shown it all year they're a pretty resilient group right and uh i think that i think that they all are diff- disappointed but ready to practice get on the plane and and go play a, a team that is highly ranked and it's a great opportunity for them you know how nice is that? I mean, you hear this talked about all all the time in the NBA. There's another game coming up tomorrow. In this case, there's actually a game coming up tomorrow. Is it nice to have a game right there in front of you instead of having to look in the rearview mirror of what happened last night? Absolutely. I mean, it's tough because every every loss at this level is is, is it's hard, and uh, in some cases, you may want to play somebody other than the 
second-ranked team in the country, you know, as your next game after a disappointing loss. But uh, I see it as a great opportunity for our guys to just go up there and play, you know, and and uh, I think that you'll see a great effort from them on their part, um, and they know the challenge that they have in front of them. And and we know Gonzaga is, I mean, is as efficient as they they are in college basketball right now so that's what it is but I think our guys are looking forward to kind of moving past San Francisco and getting on to Gonzaga let's talk about that game tomorrow or tonight uh with the Zags number two team in the country maybe the deepest Bulldogs team that this team's ever had which is saying something what how is your team different today than they were the first time they faced Gonzaga I I think that the, the camaraderie amongst the guys um is is as tight as it's been all year. So that's one thing from the first time that we played, and we weren't as tight as we are now. Um, I, I, obviously, there's some guys that played last game that may not play this game, and, and there's been some rotation mix-ups and and stuff like that. But I think our guys are playing as confident as they have been. McKay shooting it well, Zach shooting it well, um, Nick's back to uh, Nick Emery form. And, and Yoli and TJ are really doing their thing and playing at a high level. So I, I think just, just the camaraderie and the, the closeness of the group is, is – is, it's been fun the last, you know, month, half a month since we played Gonzaga, how tight our guys have got. Now the challenge of going up there and playing in Spokane. Not something this team's had success doing over the past four years – but a different team, different year. What's the key to having success, and what's it like having that mindset of this is a great challenge for us to take and, and, and see what we can do with it? Great challenge, no question. I mean, it, it's going to be a great environment, and they're going to be there early. Right when we get there, they'll be there. Um, but I, I think with Gonzaga, it starts with their transition break, right? we got to really hinder what they do in transition and early in their offense. They're a really efficient team, and they get a lot of easy baskets early in their offense. Uh, and then after that, a lot of their actions end up with a ball screen and a roll. And, and it's usually around that lane line, and we just have to do a good job of, as that guy rolls, we got to body him a little, kind of disrupt their, their rhythm of, of what they are trying to do. Um, and another thing, I think we have to go up there and, and play with confidence, score consistently, and kind of turn it late where the pressure's more on them than it is you know, uh, on any of us. So I, I, it'll be fun. Uh, we've been up there with even less of a chance in people's eyes, you know, and, and, and gotten it done. And so um, I think our guys are excited. How, how big of a deal is it to have guys on the team like TJ and Nick who've been up there in that situation where it's us against the world and they've had the success? Yeah, no, no question. To go in a place that you've won is it makes you a little bit more comfortable. I think the uh, – it would be nice if Corbin Kafusi was back. And I know he's 3-0 and up there. Um, but but uh, our guys are in good spirits as best they could be after last night's disappointment or San Francisco disappointment. But uh, we have some guys that have been up there, and you know we're over the hump of winning a game on the road now too, and we've done that a couple of times. So it should be good. It should be fun. You're going to sneak Nate in a uniform? He's had some success up there. He's on the bench. <laughs> that, he also has had some success, made big plays late in that game for them so no we, we got a, couple, a lot of guys in the program that have been up there and been on the winning end of seeing things so we'll see what happens let's end with this BYU beats Gonzaga if well I think it starts with their transition offense and if we can hinder that and slow that up 
I think then, then there's a real chance for us to be successful. That was Lee Kamart. Thanks to uh, Coach Kamart for joining me with our pregame interview uh, yesterday. One of the questions I asked him in there was, well, how is this BYU team different since the last time they played Gonzaga? And one of the biggest differences, he mentioned the camaraderie, which, which I think is telling, and you can see that on the court. But something that's a little bit different is the starting lineups. In that Gonzaga game, BYU started TJ Haas, McKay Cannon, Connor Harding, Yoli Childs, and Luke Worthington. After that loss, Gavin Baxter was inserted in the starting lineup, and Luke Worthington went to the bench for the next game against LMU. After that game, Connor Harding went to the bench, and Nick Emery was inserted in the starting lineup. And since that game at Portland, uh, TJ Haas, McKay Cannon, Nick Emery, Yoli Childs, and Gavin Baxter have been your starting five, and they've seen some success outside the loss last week, or yesterday, Thursday. Days run together. La- the loss Thursday against San Francisco, so we'll see that starting lineup and that camaraderie uh, again tonight on display for the Cougars. This season, BYU basketball and Mountain America Credit Union are changing lives. For each three-point BYU makes... Three-point shot BYU makes Mountain America will donate $50 to the American Red Cross to help fund humanitarian services and programs. Thank you. Coming up next, we'll head to the, head to the kennel in, in, on the campus of Gonzaga University for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Pre-game, Cougar Pre-Game Live presented by Discount Tire continues in a moment on the new skin BYU Sports Network. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live. I'm Ben Bagley. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Discount Tire. It's time for our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. So joining me now, courtside at the kennel, Mark Durant. Mark, how are you? Doing great, Ben. It's nice to be able to talk to you uh, courtside instead of uh, roadside like we had the other night. (laughs) against san diego so this is much much more pleasant experience for me hey kudos to you to be able to walk along the side of the road have a conversation about hoops <laughs> and do everything safely and in, in a really professional manner so well done by you <laughs> well thank you that's, yeah, it, was, that, uh, that's executing the game moment. plan at all at a high level mark <laughs> well i you know i'm ready I, i'm at all conditions i'm like the mailman i'm, I'm gonna get there <laughs> Hey, let's let's start the, as we look at the game tonight with BYU facing the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs. Before we talk about the game tonight, let's look back to Thursday night. Oh, kind of a gut-wrenching, gut-punch loss for BYU where they lead late in the game, yet San Francisco is able to come from behind, much like BYU did the two previous games, and get the victory on the road. The Cougars walk away. Dave Rose after the game saying, the team's got to get over the sting of this loss as they prepare for Gonzaga. Mark, You've been in those type of situations. How do players get over the sting of a loss like that? Yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a tough one. Uh, <clears throat> that was tough to watch. Um, you know, you had been playing so well, and, and right before that happened, they were playing awesome. They got a 14-point lead. And then uh, I was talking to Coach Lacombe. He was like, it was like the, it was like the Space Jam movie, when, and the Monstars took all our, <laughs> our talent there, and we could – couldn't even dribble anymore and uh so i mean it, that's rough and it, it hurts a lot and when i was playing 
the only thing that could make me feel better was to play again. So I always liked it when we had a quick turnaround after we lost because I just wanted to go play again. And uh, so I think that, you know, I, I don't know that there's going to be any negative consequences other than these guys just want to go out and, and play and, and have a chance to win this game. Obviously, it's going to be tough here tonight. But, yeah, that I mean, just as far as big picture, that was really tough because they, they'd set themselves up really nicely. And now they're kind of looking up from the bottom again, and that, that, that's that's hard to swallow. And but the, the biggest part, the hard thing for me there was just that BYU had been playing so well. They won five you know games in a row and uh, in in pretty exciting fashion. Uh, and I guess it came back to bite them a little bit to have a team do what they did to other teams on the road. But uh, you know it's it's rough. But uh, the great thing about college basketball is you got a lot of games and you move on pretty quickly and. And especially when you got a chance to play probably the best team in the country, that doesn't happen every day, Ben. And it, that should get you excited as a player to have an opportunity to do that, national audience, and uh, a chance to go out and do something really special. That's that's a lot of fun. So hopefully they'll just look forward and not look back too much on that San Francisco game. Oh, that's a good lead into my next question, Mark, which is how will we be able to tell early whether the Cougars are over the hangover that happened uh, from the loss with San Francisco? Well, obviously, you're playing Gonzaga. The, the, the problem is they're so good offensively. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at their stats, you know, in my little stat sheets and thing. I mean, yeah, number one in field goal percentage, number one in uh, scoring, and number one in uh, scoring differential. I'm like, well, that's pretty good, you know, that they've done that in conference. Then I realized, no, that's the national ranking. They're number one <laughs> at all those things nationally. And uh, so, you know, you know, they're, they're going to score. And so the problem with that is, you got to keep up with them because you're not likely going to do much defensively that's going to really slow them down. So you almost have to play better offensively than them. And the thing I worry about in this game, and it happened at the Marriott Center, is that BYU will go a minute or two or three and not score. And that, that'll be all it takes because then they'll get down 8, 9, 10. And because Gonzaga is such an offensive machine, that, that's really it for you. So what I hope to see and will be a good sign to me early is that BYU hits some threes and, and is in this game at the 15-minute mark. And that, that means that they're okay, come ready to play and they're not intimidated by Gonzaga to come out to play. Now, at Merritt Center, they got a lot of what they wanted early, Ben, and a lot of good looks and, and were running their game plan. They just weren't hitting their shots. And uh, you, you, obviously, if you're going to beat the you know, n- number one team in the country, number two team in the country, you're going to have to play about your best game, and you're going to have to hope that they play uh, a, a mediocre game. And so if you're missing layups and missing open threes, you're going to lose. And so we'll see about five minutes in. I think it will be a good sign if BYU comes out, hits a couple shots, shows that they, they're not scared, they can play, they're ready to fight tonight. That will be a good sign. There's a history of BYU playing well in the kennel. They've won three of the last four. In fact, at times we've joked that that's the Marriott Center North for BYU. Uh, in those games, they did just that. They kept it close, and, and Gonzaga and, and Gonzaga started to clinch a little bit late, and BYU was able to get the win. The key to tonight's game, you mentioned the scoring margin. Gonzaga's plus 25 for the season in scoring margin. Where do the Cougars need to keep it late in the game to where we can have a chance for that same outcome? Well, I'm asked an interesting question. You know, the, a couple of years ago, they go down 18 to two, and you think, well, that was a short game. <laughs> this game's over, and BYU somehow wins that. So that, I think that was uh, kind of an outlier for yeah. that. Uh, but, but uh, you know, Gonzaga, 
the, the one thing you can hope for, I think kind of the approach is just to hang around, be in the game, be competitive. Because like you said, I mean, you mentioned the differential all game. The conference, it's worse. It's plus 30 or something. And and, and so they, they're not used to playing in uh, competitive games. And they've had, you know, at San Francisco, at LMU, we're, we're a little bit tight. But most of the time, they're drilling people. And uh, I can tell you as a former player, when you're drilling teams, man, you're feeling loose and you're feeling confident. And there's nothing you can't do. It's like playing pickup ball. Huh? No consequences. We're just having fun out here. And, and if you can... You know, keep it single digits and then maybe make a little run towards the end and they start thinking, oh, man, it's senior night. We we could be number one in the nation on Monday and number one seeds and all that. And they think, man, we can't we can't lose this game. And we start thinking like that instead of, oh, we're just rolling now, 30-point win. It, it can change guys and, and put pressure on shots and have consequences for shots. And then you just hope somehow if you're keeping it close, if, the ball will bounce your way and you might have a chance to win at the end but um, it's obviously a huge uphill battle for BYU but and I would say I would say it's impossible if I hadn't seen the impossible happen three three years in a row up here not too long ago well said the Ken Garf Honda Nissan Volkswagen Orm proudly present the keys to the game Mark what are your keys to tonight's game (laughs) well BYU is going to have to shoot the ball like crazy. I mean, especially from the three-point line. TJ's going to have to be great. Nick has to be a force. He needs to be a threat. Zach Selyus, McKay Cannon. And we're talking 50-60% from three. Trouble is, Gonzaga plays great perimeter deeds. That's going to be hard to do. But in order to keep up with the scoring, we saw it the other night with San Francisco. They beat BYU from the three-point line. That's how road teams win on the road against good teams, is get hot from the three. And in order for you to win a game like this, somebody's got to have a super special night. Like, I'm talking 35, 40 points, and we'll forever remember it as the T.J. Haas game or the Yoli Childs game when they they won it by themselves almost. And so really special things need to happen for BYU to win. That's not much of a key, but that's what it's going to take. Mark, thanks for your time. Get ready. Get get a little little, little maybe a five-minute nap in before you and Greg take things (laughs) over and get us ready for play-by-play coming up at the top of the hour. Sounds good. It'll be a fun one. We'll see what happens tonight. Looking, Thanks, Ben. Looking forward to it. After a quick timeout, we'll look at some of the other scores from around BYU Athletics as it's been a w- very busy weekend for BYU, the BYU Cougars. We'll also take, take a look at the WCC scoreboard. You're listening to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar Pregame Live with your host, Ben Bagley. Welcome back to Cougar Pregame Live, presented by Discount Tire. Ben Bagley here with you uh, in the BYU Radio studios as we get ready for BYU facing the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs in the kennel in Spokane, Washington. We'll send you up to Greg and Mark here in just a moment. But first, let's get let's check the BYU scoreboard. Is there multiple BYU Cougar teams in action today and over the weekend? The women's basketball team gets an 80-68 win today in the Marriott Center over San Diego. Brenna Chase, Shaley Gonzalez, Paley Johnson, and Sarah Hampson, all four of those ladies, all score in double figures in the win for BYU. The men's track and field team won the MPSF Indoor Championships today. The women's team finished tied for seventh. 
Baseball makes it three wins this weekend, three wins in a row this weekend in Corpus Christi, Texas. The Cougars beat Oral Roberts eight to three today. Sophomore pitcher Justin Sterner recorded his first win in relief as in his career as a BYU Cougar. Softball bounces back from a couple of couple of tough, tough losses yesterday, where they were held scoreless with a three-two win over UC Santa Barbara in the Mary Nutter Classic. BYU Golf's Peter Quest finishes with a score of 10 under par to win the John A. Burns Invitational in Hawaii. The BYU Cougars as a team finished ninth and currently get right going on right now on BYU TV. The ninth-ranked BYU men's volleyball team's up 19-14 in the opening set in a match against Grand Canyon. Checking the WCC scoreboard as well as with the loss against San Francisco the other night, the Cougars are doing a little bit of scoreboard watching, hoping that they can get some help and maybe get back in that race for the two seed going in the West Coast Conference Tournament. One final today, LMU gets a 63-56 victory over Pacific. That, that game was in Stockton, California, so LMU gets the road victory there, 63-56. A couple of games underway right now. This one in the second half with about 11 minutes left in the second half. Pepperdine has a 57-56 win, uh, lead right now over Portland. That game is at Pat Pepperdine. That game actually now 58-56. to Early in the first half, about nine and a half minutes left to go in this one, and this is one that you're watching, folks. We're all San Diego fans tonight as they're facing St. Mary's. St. Mary's has a 16-11 lead right now with nine, nine and a half minutes left in the first half. 16-11 St. Mary's with a lead over San Diego. That game at San Diego. A couple games coming up later this evening. San Francisco faces Santa Clara. Once again, BYU fans, we're Bronco fans tonight. Hoping to, uh, the, the Broncos can get a big victory over the Don. So you're cheering for... If you're keeping score at home, you're cheering for San Diego tonight over St. Mary's, and you're cheering for Santa Clara tonight over San Francisco as the Cougars are doing some scoreboard watching tonight. And, of course, number two Gonzaga hosting BYU. That game about to uh, tipping off in about a half hour from now. That game up at the Kennel. That game will also be, it'll be right here on BYU Radio and the new skin BYU Sports Network. That's going to wrap things up for Cougar Pre-Game Live. It was presented by Discount Tire, America's Neighborhood Tire Store. I'll be with you throughout the game and at halftime with some updates from the studios here at BYU Radio. Coming up next, we'll send you to, we'll send you to the kennel in Spokane for Cougar, the Cougar Pre-Game Coaches Show with Greg Rebell. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. The coaches show is also brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union, guiding you forward. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the McCarthy Athletic Center in Spokane, Washington, a.k.a. the Kennel. As tonight, the Cougars follow up a Thursday night to cave in by coming to the Kennel to face the WCC regular season champions, the second-ranked Gonzaga Bulldogs. I'm your play-by-play commentator, Greg Rubel, alongside former Cougar hoopster and my commentary partner, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, if you were uh, lining up the ideal bounce-back opponent coming off of Thursday night's uh, Marriott Center heartbreak, uh, Gonzaga... 
probably close to the last team on your list, to the most potent offensive team in all of college basketball, and almost as good on defense, quite frankly. And the Zags will be ranked number one if they can get past BYU tonight. Yes, the Zags are a juggernaut, and they run the Mountain West Con- or the West Coast Conference. Yet the Cougs have won three of the last four meetings in this building. So uh, while Gonzaga is, yes, pummeling every WCC foe, BYU will certainly have the home team's attention on this senior night. We'll see tonight if the Cougars can uh, keep it interesting while somehow recovering from that uh, late-game capitulation versus USF two nights ago. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a hard thing to do. I was, I felt like I had some bad rice after that game. I mean, that was a gut punch. That was just a, about as epic a meltdown as we've ever seen in the Marriott Center. Uh, and uh, so that, that that's kind of in the back of your mind. But this is a great opportunity. Uh, guys have come up here and won before. They have that memory, and, and, and that helps. But l- listen, Gonzaga's terrific. BYU's going to have to play their best game and hope that Gonzaga plays one of their worst games. But uh, it's happened before, like you said, Greg. And clearly Gonzaga's the better team. Uh, but the question is, can BYU be the better team tonight? And, uh, and uh, you know, some would say, well, that's impossible. But you and I have experienced the impossible uh, several times up here. And so I'm excited. I just hope BYU can kind of stick around, play confident, play well, and, and maybe have a chance at the end of this one to sneak one out. We will hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose coming up next as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coach show continues live from Spokane on the new skin BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Zions Bank Cougar Pregame Coaches Show. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. First place, Gonzaga. Second place, BYU meeting tonight in a coast-to-coast clash on ESPN. The Cougars' grip on second, though, is tenuous and looking increasingly temporary, such as the impact of losing a 14-point lead and the game to San Francisco two nights ago. If the Dons can take care of business down the stretch, they will take the two-seed by virtue of the season sweep over BYU. The Cougars could take the three-seed if BYU can split its final two games, or, of course, winning here changes that quite a bit. And St. Mary's would have to lose two of its final three games. And St. Mary's currently leading at San Diego tonight by 10, 23-13. Should BYU, USF, and St. Mary's tie, or should only BYU and St. Mary's tie, BYU will likely be the four-seed. The Cougars must either tie with USF or finish ahead of the Gales to be the three-seed, barring any USF collapse that could bring the two-seed back into play. That was really clear, I'm sure. Uh, Time now to hear from BYU head coach Dave Rose in our pregame interview brought to you by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. And tonight, Coach Rose uh, talking about his team's resiliency being tested yet again after another crushing setback that has uh, taken control out of his team's hands down the stretch in the WCC seeding chase. You know, I I feel for the guys because we, you know, we had a great game plan last, you know, Thursday and kids played hard. We played really well and we got you know, you know, right to that eight-minute mark, and you know, we seemed like we had the game under control, and and then things turned. We got a couple uncharacteristic turnovers, and then that, that we we started to kind of feel pressure uh, of the moment, and we didn't really look like ourselves. I mean, we we only ended up with 12 assists for the whole game, and I, I think that in that last six-minute period where we're trying to execute on the offensive end, um, we we got to this point where we really kind of relied on ourselves instead of maybe that extra pass or one more pass or you know when we run a little set we've got three or four options um you know to that set and it seemed like we were trying to force the first option 
uh, so much. And so, you know, hopefully our guys can kind of take, uh, you know, a step back and breathe and we can get ourselves back into, you know, executing the way that uh, we've executed the last three or four weeks. It's got a really good feel for our guys. It's, a, it's as tough a test as there is when you want to recover from something that's coming into this place. Yeah, but, but the opportunity is what kind of can turn the page, make it make the page turn quicker because, you know, um, that, 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 that's a disappointing loss for us and, you know, for all the fans and everybody who, you know, knew that we had this thing under control if we could just do what we needed to do, uh, finish second. But um, what, what's important tonight is that we, we come out here with great energy, we really focus on our execution, and then we hang together as a group because that's what's really going to help us moving forward. Where did things not stay together in the first time against Gonzaga? Well, we missed so many open shots. The first 10 minutes of the game, got we, we got what we wanted, yeah. and we just couldn't get the ball to go in. And, you know, we really haven't, you know, had those kind of games. We had one at Portland, you know, where the first five minutes we missed a lot of open shots. But for the most part, we got off to good starts. That's important here tonight. This team has not played from behind very often in league. I think they got a minute and a half or so total league games where they've been behind. That's important for us is, uh, you know, to, to, to get this thing, especially if we can get it, you know, late, late in the last 10 minutes, the last five minutes, to get ahead and then see how they're going to um, get them behind and then see what kind of uh, execution they have from that situation because it hasn't been that way since December. With the exception of the game, I think you were down maybe 18-2 to two to come back and win, which you did. You pretty much hang with these guys. This, that, that was a, uh, a really interesting start that year. And, uh, you know, I, I think that um, we've got a couple guys that are on that team. You know, TJ hit four, three or four threes in that comeback. We fouled them a lot, and they missed a bunch of free throws. But we got it back within single digits before halftime. And I think that surprised them a little bit because they uh, that year they were on a – 29 game winning streak or something so you know I've, I've always talked about that it's not the building it's the team and uh, hopefully tonight we can we can rely a little bit on the building because we have played well here yeah their team uh, does have maybe four all-conference guys uh, on that starting five yeah they do and and you know you, you look at you know the two you know probable lottery picks you know Killy, yeah. uh, Killian's had a um, you know, a, a tough year as far as injuries, but obviously he's way up there in scouts' minds as far as being an uh, NBA talent. And, uh, and then Rui, but, you know, they're both underclassmen, so uh, they could come back. That's what the Zags seem to do. You know, Zach Collins is the only one that really yeah. jumped out of here in a hurry. But uh, uh, I really like Kispert. You know, Perkins is one of the best guards to ever play in the league. He's probably going to win more games than any Zag in the you know history of the program which is tremendous so we got a lot of respect for what they do but we're going to swing tonight and uh hopefully our guys are ready you got them on a senior night again <laughs> yeah we've been there before too so uh it, it, i think the espn picks uh picks these games we always seem to play them late in the year and and the late the later games have seemed to be been up here but we played a couple earlier games here you know in january but uh, looking forward to this one tonight i know our guys are excited to kind of turn the page and, and, and let it loose, see how we do. Yeah, last thing, maybe just the game day feel from your guys today. Way better than yesterday. Yeah, yesterday was hard, and I knew it would be, and the guys were disappointed. But uh, like you said to start, this is a very resilient group. We've been through a lot. They're a close-knit group, and uh, hopefully we can get a you know a special game tonight. All right, good luck tonight, Coach. We'll talk to you post-game. All right, thanks a lot, Greg. All right, that is BYU head coach Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. Title-
title and escrow can be complicated. With over 50 years' experience in Utah, Provo Land Title has the expertise to navigate your buying, selling, or building project. Provo Land Title, making the complicated easier. The Cougar Tip-Off Show is next, live from the kennel on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by Utah Honda Dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Comfort courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Welcome back inside the McCarthy Athletic Center in snowy Spokane, Washington as 18 and 11. BYU visits 26 and 2. Gonzaga. The Zags have already locked up a seventh straight WCC regular season championship with still three games to play on their schedule. They're a win away from a number one national ranking, it would appear. Greg Grubel and Mark Durant with you, serving as your commentary duo. Our statistician, BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Our BYU Radio Studio host is Ben Bagley and for Jason Shepard. Our control board operator is Nathan Israelson. Our coordinating producer is Terry South, and our broadcast intern tonight is Lindsey Peterson. Great to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network on satellite, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and 89.1 FM HD2. We're on KSL 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We're on network affiliates. We're streaming on BYURadio.org and BYUCougars.com. We're on the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app. You can, you can also get the show archives at BYURadio.org and the app, and now on the new BYU Men's Basketball Podcast as well. Lots of ways to listen. Glad you're listening in tonight. Well, as BYU prepared to leave the Mountain West Conference, uh, the Cougars drew Gonzaga in the NCAA Tournament of 2011. BYU beat the Zags. Then, in their first meeting as WCC foes, BYU beat the Zags. Since then, of 19 meetings, Gonzaga has won 15 and they have one run roughshod over the rest of the West Coast Conference. Coming in two tonight, the Zags are on a 17-game win streak, 21-game home win streak, 27-game win streak over conference foes, and 39-game win streak over unranked opponents. They've now won 18 of the last 19 regular season league titles. Let's not even talk about Las Vegas, where the Zags dominate every March. Mark, no team in America does what Gonzaga does in its conference. And beyond the wins they've picked up here in Spokane, BYU really hasn't been able to dent the shield of invincibility that is wielded with impunity by the nation's number two team. Well, I mean, that's hard. I've played against a couple number one teams in my career, and the, the real challenge is just believing that you can play with them. Because these are guys you see on... On TV, they play in the national championship games. They're on SportsCenter every night. Uh, and that's a real challenge to believe that you can can play and win a team like that. I, You know I always go to the Rocky movies. It's like Rocky IV with Ivan Drago. He just seemed invincible. You couldn't hurt him. And then when Rocky finally got him to bleed a little bit, that's when he knew he was human and, and that he could fight with him. And that's the way it is with these. You kind of have to punch him a couple times and say, hey, wait a second. These guys that I see, number one team, I see them on TV, they're just kind of like me, and we can actually beat them, but that's a big hurdle to climb, let alone then winning a game against a team that's so talented. So it's a real challenge, and, uh, I mean, I don't know what to tell you. They do it the right way here. They have a great coach. They've found a way to get some of the best players in the country here. They've got a tradition, and then they get that feeling within themselves that they can't be beat, and if you have that as a team, you have a lot. 
They've got a lot. They've got senior night with BYU in town tonight. And BYU's had some good senior night fortune over the years. They've ruined a couple of them. We'll yeah. see if they can do it again here tonight. But as for the league title chase, once again, it's the Zags and everybody else. They just keep on rolling. Kudos to them. Coming up after this break, my pregame conversation with Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson as the Cougar tip-off show continues from the kennel on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar tip-off show. Let's head back live courtside and rejoin Brett Rubel. The BYU Cougars have come to the kennel to battle the Bulldogs of Gonzaga. Zags 13-0 in league and already assured of an outright conference championship with room to spare. BYU 10-4 in league, having lost its grip on the WCC Tournament 2 seed since Gonzaga beat BYU by 30 20 days ago, 23 days ago. Uh, the Zags have gotten, I think, even better and more dominant. Almost every player has improved his numbers since the first meeting. And the Zags' current win streak is now a nation's best, 17 games and counting. A short time ago here in Spokane, I spoke with Gonzaga assistant coach Brian Michelson about just how well Mark Few's team is positioned with the WCC tournament now less than two weeks away. Yeah, we are. The guys have done a really nice job just taking it one step at a time and um, getting that league title clinched on Thursday night was nice. And obviously now with the buys that come with that in Vegas, and uh, hopefully we can kind of keep on that and just focus on the next game. Yeah, speaking of the next game, now it's time for your traditional senior night game with BYU. Yeah, it's been uh, tough for us, too. Obviously, uh, they've won three out of four in here, and a couple of those have been on senior night. So hopefully it has this group's attention and uh, we can break that trend. It seems to me that you've even picked up your play from when BYU saw you the first time. You're in a good spot. Yeah, I thought two weeks ago at home we were really, really good when we played San Francisco and St. Mary's, probably as good as we've been. Uh, along with the Maui Invitational. And then that road trip, uh, we had some some points where we got a little stagnant, and then uh, Pepperdine was a little up and down. I thought we had a slow start and a slow second half, but when we were clicking, we were pretty good. So hopefully we can get back and find a little bit of that consistency we had uh, two weeks ago at home. Even though you guys have already wrapped up a regular season title with three games to go, is it still fair to say the league beneath you guys was playing at a higher level than maybe it has in some time? Yeah, 100%, and all the analytics back that up. I mean, uh, we still got five top 100 teams. Um, you know, two of those teams, I think, are in the top 50. And uh, just the, the strength even down to, to six, seven, eight. I mean, how tough LMU's played us. Um, you know, some of those teams. Pepperdine's got a nice young athletic group, and I think I saw the other day that uh, Ken Palm did something that this will be the second toughest WCC we've played in the last 20 years or whatever his era is. So I feel it on the court. I see it. And, uh, you know, I, I think the analytics back that up. And I think that's a little bit why you have so much parity. You have so many teams with four losses, five losses, six losses, because, you know, anybody can, can win really uh, in that middle of the pack. You're playing a BYU team that got stung pretty good on Thursday night by USF. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole game, but uh, I know they had the lead, and, and USF's a really, really good team, especially with Frankie, and I know they had a nice comeback, uh, but, uh, you know, they were coming off two good road wins, uh, the same road trip we had two weeks ago at, at USD and LMU, which aren't easy places to play, and uh, obviously anytime you got Haas and Childs, uh, you know, you're a dangerous group. I'd like to get Coach's thoughts on this as we get close to the end of the season with the all-conference team being picked. And the top ten is going to be a good group, obviously. Uh, fair to say the Zags could have four guys on that team. Yeah, that's that's a little hard for me to see, I guess. Uh, 
but uh, that top 10, because I, I think there are probably 12, 13 really, really good players that will be in there. You know, obviously, I think you guys have two absolute no-brainers in, in Yoli and Haas, and uh, I think Haas should probably be in a player of the year type talk, but it's going to be hard because Yoli's second in the league in scoring, leading in rebounding, double-doubles, the whole deal. So, you know, I think he's pretty clear-cut um, the, the top guy. But, you know, you, you take your two, and then, you know, I, I think two or three of our guys definitely should be, and then, and then that fourth one probably deserves it but there's got to be a cut point at some point and uh, you know you got guys like like Isaiah Pinheiro you got Frankie Ferrari obviously Colby Rossi, you, you got mean. Colby Ross you got Malik Fitz and Jordan Ford and yeah. now we're at 10 11 12 yeah, already so um, anybody that makes that that's going to be very deserving but uh, you know I think we have two or three for sure and, and you guys obviously have two locks as well all right coach good to talk to you thanks for the time and we'll see you in Vegas yeah take care see you guys all right, that is Brian Michelson, Gonzaga, assistant coach. Time now for the UB the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. And here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. In what season did BYU last win an outright conference championship? The answer coming up next as the Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Spokane, Washington on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel. All right, the BYU and Gonzaga coming up at the top of the hour. First, the answer in the tonight's You Be the Judge feature brought to you by Legally Mine. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. In what season did BYU last win an outright conference championship? Well, it was pre-West Coast Conference. Right? I know that. Uh, I, I guess I would go with Jimmer's senior year. What was that, 10-11? It was actually Jimmer's freshman year when he did not start. So uh, as a sophomore and a senior, Jimmer's teams shared... So championships, but in 2007-8 when Jimmer was not yet a starter, uh, BYU did win outright the Mountain West Conference Championship, so it has been 11 years since BYU last won an outright conference championship in the regular season. That is You Be the Judge, brought to you by Legally Mine. Our final segment of the Cougar Tip-Off Show coming up next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live, courtside. All right, uh, Greg Rubel and uh, Mark Durant with you courtside here in Spokane on the Gonzaga Bulldogs Senior Night. They're introducing seniors to the crowd here at the Kennel. WCC today, uh, LMU went to Pacific and won, so LMU is now 6-8, and eight, Pacific uh, to 3-11, and 11, and Portland has just lost at Pepperdine. The Waves go to 6-9, and nine, and the Pilots fall to 0-14. Those are the bottom tier of the league. None of the bottom six can finish in the top four mark, so it's all between BYU, San Francisco, and St. Mary's to figure out 2, 3, and 4. And right now, it's USF odds-on to be 2, St. Mary's odds-on to be 3, and BYU odds-on to be 4. A lot happened by virtue of that loss to USF on Thursday. Yeah, change things around, but, uh, uh, you know, I think it's probably fine if you're uh, playing Saturday, as long as you get that win, and maybe that'll help you get get into the flow of the tournament for a Monday night game, but you, what would be nice is to avoid Gonzaga in the Monday night game, and I don't know, it, you just kind of, wherever it works out, it works out, just try and play your best, and then go and, and do whatever the road is before you, but uh, 
this has been interesting to watch their senior night here. Really the only uh, main player is uh, Perkins. It's, uh, it's going to be gone. And then you wonder how many of the uh, uh, Hachimura and Clark, are they going to be gone next year? This might be a very different-looking team next year. Now, Gonzaga has listed as their starting five Gino Crandall, Jack Beach, Josh Perkins, Ruri Hachimura, and Jeremy Jones. So included in that group is a senior and a couple of redshirt juniors. So maybe that's what they'll start tonight is guys who are, are getting honored and then they'll sub them out quickly. That might be the uh, intention of Coach Mark Few. And he's already got the league title wrapped up. And yeah. I can see that gesture happening here tonight. I think he's done that before, and it, it won't be a long lineup long for this world, but they, they'll probably start that way. Speaking of starters, uh, BYU, Mark, had two starters go scoreless on Thursday against San Francisco. That can't happen. Yeah, Nick's got to be better, especially in this game. He's got to make four, five threes for BYU to have a chance in this game, as well as McKay. He's got to hit his shots. Tip-off coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.